Morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, the 2nd of August. Morning, Marcus, from a couple of rooms across in the hotel in Sydney after our education event. You're on overnight for us. What have you got? Morning, Benny. Well, we've got a bit of a dead in the water market. We're in, in anticipation, of course, of the RBA. I've been reading some of the broker research and everybody, I think the 19 out of 20 economists expect a 50 basis point rise to 1.85% higher since April 2016. Very glad I didn't take out a million dollar mortgage last year. Dow Jones down 47. NASDAQ and S&P pretty much unchanged, slightly down. Our futures down 23, and I think we're down about that much first thing this morning. The most obvious move overnight with gold up 0.3%, iron ore down 0.1%. The biggest move was the oil price, down about 4 to 5%, depending on which one you look at, and below $100. And that's that fall has come ahead of the OPEC meeting tomorrow, and also on the back of some weak PMI numbers, I think, out of Europe. But it is interesting if you think about it, that the energy price has come off quite savagely now since the beginning of this quarter. So it may well be we did see inflation peak last quarter. A couple of uh, little broker things. Bank of America is saying it's too early to call a big low on the market. We've also seen some geopolitical risk as Pelosi clashes with China over visiting Taiwan. Interesting, the Aussie dollar is over 70 cents, 70.26. And the Aussie dollar is a representation of I think of recession fears. Clearly, those fears are mitigated a little bit by the FOMC last week, who may have seen peak aggression. And on the back of that, commodities and the Aussie dollar having a rise, which is a good indicator for our resources sector as well. Otherwise, bond yields still coming off the top. Again, another idea that inflation has peaked. And diggers and dealers still going on at the moment. Um, I have posted Panoramic. Panoramic was up 10% on their presentation yesterday. I posted their presentation in the strategy piece. There is a fabulous Diggers and Dealers YouTube page with all the presentations. So you'll be able to see them pretty much as they happen um, on YouTube today. Otherwise, that's about it. Uh, market a bit dead in the water. Very nice. Thank you, Marcus. Tom, what's happening locally? Good morning, Ben. Yes, well, our market off 23 points, risk off ahead of that RBA decision, but off session lows so far. Gold, healthcare and tech names are in positive territory. Zip up more than 8%, Block up more than 3%. Miners and energy, the biggest weights as oil comes off the boil. Linus down 3%, Fortescue down 2% and BHP off 2%. Appen down 26%, said first half operating earnings are down 70% over the year and they're losing some big spending from US big US tech companies. So that's not great for them. Credit Corp, CCP off 13%. The result was in line, but as Henry pointed out, soft guidance is not what the market is after. And Ramsey Healthcare down 2%. Bupa terminate a contract with them, but they said talks continue. So a little bit of uh, interest there, Ben. Thank you, Tom. Bit of blood in the water. Leighton, you got anything interesting out of the brokers this morning? Yeah, thank you, Ben. I've got Transurban. TCL was downgraded this morning to a hold at Morgan's. It's a bit of a strange one because it just falls under the blanket of the infrastructure stocks that they cover and they've updated their guidance based on increasing inflation and rising interest rates. We've actually spoken about this one quite a bit about being a bit of a hedge against inflation and interest rates, but the broker is downgraded based on recent price strength. And despite this, broker does expect 
expect rapid dividend growth in coming years with a rebound of traffic numbers. That's sort of a little bit on both sides there from the broker. But the target price has fallen to $13.90, which is 6% below the current market price. And also Origin Energy, that's O-R-G. UBS says that the Q4 update was positive given the company was able to secure half of its FY23 coal requirements, which reduces earnings risks. The broker notes that the company is expected to benefit from strong cash flows from LNG, which they see offsetting any challenges from the volatility in the electricity market. UBS has retained its buy recommendation in a target price of $7.90, which implies a 31% upside. And similarly to that, Morgan's says that the report showed strong performance, but notes on the other hand that energy markets will continue to struggle. And Morgan's has retained its hold recommendation and lifted its target price to $5.39, but that implies about an 11% downside. And just one more, I've got Macquarie has an outperform recommendation for 29 metals, that's 29M, with a target price of $3, which implies an 86% upside. Thank you, Ben. Worth noting as well that 29 metals was a stock that they had an exploration update yesterday, which is why that research is out, but it's the stock, one of the stocks that Peter Harold mentioned as a quality oversold resources play. Interesting to see the chart as well. I'll put that in the strategy piece, but that's coming off the bottom as well. Very interesting. Thanks for that, Marcus. Thanks, Leighton. Henry, what are you writing about today? Hi, Ben. Just, I guess, focusing on Nancy Pelosi and her trip to Taiwan, if it comes about some geopolitical risk there, obviously. And one commodity that tends to do well or has done in the past, at least, is gold. I have added three gold stocks to the small cap portfolio a little while ago, all going pretty well. That consolidation in Western Australia that Genesis are kicking off and potentially buying St. Barbara as well. That is going quite nicely at the moment. De Grey also presented yesterday at Diggers and Dealers. That went down like a, a spoonful of sugar. And so that was good. And all those gold stocks doing a little bit better today, which is nice to see. Apart from that, August is uh, traditionally not a particularly good month for the US. Everyone always thinks that October is the month, but it is actually August and September can be dodgy months for the US. So there could be some trouble ahead as well from there. And just looking at a couple of the stocks, AQZ, which is Alliance Aviation, which is currently under takeover, offer from Qantas at $4.75 in Qantas shares. I had a little bit of a bounce yesterday, and I'm going to add some more to that position if it falls a little bit, because uh, I'm still convinced that will go ahead. ACCC, obviously, part of the issue there, but it is trading at $3.30 as against a $4.75 price. Now, it's not in cash. It is in shares of Qantas, but uh, you can sell the Qantas and get cash. That's about it. Very nice. Thank you, Henry. We've got a couple of ideas in the ideas section this morning. Tom, you've got one for us? I do. Looking at Goodman Group, and this is just on the turnaround in property stocks and REITs. And if you look at the performance table last week of the sectors, property was one of the best performing sectors, up more than 10% in the last month. We all know the reason behind it, as that is bond yields falling. So when bond yields fall, property valuations tend to rise. And just looking at Goodman Group again, which has results coming up on August 16th. They upgraded guidance in May, share price tracking higher, supportive macro backdrop as yields fall. And similar to what the brokers were talking about with Transurban, while inflation is still high, they have the power to pass on higher rents. So that's another positive for Goodman Group and a little bit defensive, you know, with all the um, global growth slowdown 
as well. Nice one. Thank you, Tom. I've also had a look at a REIT in the ID section in BWP Trust, which is set to report tomorrow. I've labeled it big and boring, and that's pretty much exactly what BWP is. It's one of those stocks, if you put your chart to have the range uh, all the way down to zero, it's almost a straight line over time. If you bought in November 2019, you'd have exactly the same amount of money now. So nothing to get inspired about there. Brokers are a little bit underwhelmed. Uh, average target price, 12.5% below. The current narrow one is a buyer and the numbers are underwhelming too. They're all just fine. ROE of 5%, fine. Uh, EPS growth revenue, low single digits, uninspiring. Uh, yield unfranked at 4% is just enough to be of interest for income investors, but again, not particularly inspiring. And as a big and boring REIT, probably unlikely to see anything out of the ordinary in their results tomorrow. As Henry mentioned and Tom mentioned earlier, the forecasts are probably the focus this time around. So keep an eye out for that in their results tomorrow. And I've also put a little note in on the gold section, as Henry was talking about, just looking at St. Barbara Mines because it was the best performer outside of Zip last week. And we've covered Zip enough. It had June quarter trading results, which were slightly better than expected, but the big move was due to the bottoming in the gold price and they are higher again today. So just a little note in there on that and a little chart showing St. Barbara versus the gold price and it is essentially a leveraged way to play that. So that's our ideas today. Marcus, what have you got for strategy? Thanks, Ben. Yes, a bit of strategy today, a bit of a catch up because I was unavailable yesterday. I've updated the ideas portfolio. And by the way, I've got some ideas for the ideas portfolio more when I get back to my desk. The ideas portfolio I've updated just to say what we hold in that now is Macquarie. And today in the strategy piece, I explain why we hold each of these. Macquarie is a bit of a bet on the market bottoming. And let's hope it does. I have to say, I'm feeling less enthusiastic today as the market just hits the hits the wall. Oz Minerals, I've got as well as highly correlated to the copper price, again, is a way to play the bounce in the resources sector, which appears to be happening. Some of the indicators like the Aussie dollar picking up some of the metal prices bottoming and the sector index itself bottoming as well are enough to try and get a level play to it, which is on Bos Minerals and also Mineral Resources. I've put that in the ideas portfolio and that's an iron ore play, but also has a bit of a lithium kicker. And I am hoping that the hot sector gone cold lithium gets hot again. And that's quality way to play it. Could have bought PLS as well. I'm thinking about buying BHP as the most obvious resources stock for a resources bounce, but haven't done so. And it's all looking a bit slow moving this morning. So no rush. Also debating whether to buy gold stock. I'm also selling IZZ, which is the iShares large cap Chinese market ETF, which was a great idea at the time, but has since come off the top. I don't see there's really any legs in it at the moment. So selling that. Also, I've updated the not updated. I have just explained what we hold in the strategy portfolio. At the moment, we've got 20% in a hedged NDQ, which is the NASDAQ 100 hedged to the Aussie dollar. So it goes up more if the Aussie dollar goes up, which I think it looks like it will. And also got 20% in ATEC, which is the ETF that tracks the all technology sector. And as of yesterday, 20% in QRE, which is the Better Shares Australian Resources Sector ETF. And that includes BHP Rio, but also includes things like Woodside and South 32 and Santos. So it's got a bit of an energy edge to it as well, which might not be desirable at this point. Anyway, we'll see how we go, but I'm really passing the message that time to have a bet on the resources sector bottoming see how we go. If it continues, then BHP might well be a buy over results for the dividend. Uh, We will see. But if they cut their payout ratio like Rio, it may not be so well received. So just taking my time on that. 
But the basic message and strategy is there are enough indicators to suggest some sort of bottoming of the market. I think Henry's probably right, though. We will bounce along the bottom rather than skyrocket from here until we've got some more definitive evidence other than a feeling that we've seen peak aggression, peak interest rates, peak recession fears. And as those settle over time, uh, hopefully the market will find this area as a bottom. I am open-minded about that not being the case. We will see day by day. Otherwise, obviously, RBA today, I don't think there's much to say about that. Everyone expects 50 basis points. We've got the RBA statement on monetary policy on Friday, US job numbers on Friday night in the US, obviously. And the UK has a central bank meeting on Thursday. OPEC meets tomorrow. Plenty going on, plus diggers and dealers. And I've put that panoramic resources presentation in the strategy piece today. And Poseidon Nickel, Peter Harold will be talking, I think, at diggers and dealers. I'm not sure which day. Could be today. Otherwise, that's about it. Read the strategy piece for the signs that we are over the worst. It's not terribly convincing, I have to say, but the alternative is doing nothing, which is getting a bit boring. So let's have a bit of a crack at the market, at resources, and see how we go. Very nice. A lot of good stuff in there. Thank you, Marcus. Our question of the day today, what is going to be the next catalyst for the market? Marcus, I think you've got a nice answer for us. Well, I was rather taken aback by Danielle's chart in our education seminar yesterday, which showed quantitative easing and how well the markets had done during quantitative easing and then how they turned the top miraculously when they started tightening and that the outlook is for continued quantitative tightening. And there was a very tight correlation over a decade between QE, QT and the equity markets. And unfortunately, we're in a period of QT and that suggests the market is going nowhere is what that chart suggested. And that made me think, well, maybe we're just showing some signs of life on the way down here. In which case, don't go too hard on the bounce. But it is just one macro factor. But it has not gone past me that QE really pumped the US market for a decade there, especially for two years after the pandemic. And that has now turned into quantitative tightening. So maybe we should chat a bit. Very nice. Thank you, Marcus. Tom? I'd have to go with August reporting season, Ben. And specifically within that, guidance and the expectations for the next few months. And that'd be very important for the market to see what businesses think about the economy and the consumer uh, going forward. So that that for me, and if we saw Credit Corp as well today down, they had a great result, soft guidance, you know, that could be the theme for this results season. So guidance and the outlook for me, Ben. Very nice. Thank you, Tom. Leighton? You stole the words right out of my mouth there, Tom. Thank you. But uh, maybe the RBA statement, we might see some better commentary and maybe that'll give us a little bit of a bounce. Have to see there. Very nice. Thank you, Leighton. Henry's had to run off and uh, make sure he doesn't get a ticket on his car, so no answer from him. And I think we're going to be at the whims of the inflation reads and the central bank movements for a little while, so that's my next catalyst, whichever way that goes. Thanks, guys. That'll wrap us up. We'll see you all back in Melbourne tomorrow. Thank you, Ben. See ya. Thank you. See you later.